Chapter 4 of The Storybook of Science. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Storybook of Science by Jean Henri Fabre. Translated by Florence Bicknell. Chapter 4 The Cows. The next day, Emile, when only half awake, began to think of the ants' cows. "'We must beg Uncle,' said he to Jules, "'to tell us the rest of his story this morning.' No sooner said than done, they went to look for their uncle. "'Aha!' cried he upon hearing their request. "'The ants' cows are interesting you. "'I will do better than tell you about them. "'I will show them to you. First of all, call Claire.' Claire came in haste. Their uncle took them under the elder-bush in the garden, and this is what they saw. The bush is white with flowers. Bees, flies, beetles, butterflies, fly from one flower to another, with, with a drowsy murmur. On the trunk of the elder, amongst the ridges of the bark, numbers of ants are crawling, some ascending, some descending. Those ascending are the more eager. They sometimes stop the others on the way, and appear to consult them as to what is going on above. Being informed, they begin climbing again with even more ardour, proof that the news is good. Those descending go in a leisurely manner, with short steps. Willingly they halt to rest, or to give advice to those who consult them. One can easily guess the cause of the difference in eagerness of those ascending and those descending. The descending ants have their stomachs swollen, heavy, deformed, so full are they. Those ascending have their stomachs thin, folded up crying hunger. You cannot mistake them. The descending ants are coming back from a feast, and, well fed, are returning home with the slowness that a heavy paunch demands. The ascending ants are running to the same feast, and put into the assaults of the bush the eagerness of an empty stomach. "'What do they find on the elder to fill their stomachs?' asked Jules. "'Here are some that can hardly drag along. Oh, the gluttons!' "'Gluttons, no,' Uncle Paul corrected him, "'for they have a worthy motive for gorging themselves. "'There is, above, on the elder, an immense number of the cows. "'The descending ants have just milked them, "'and it is in their paunch that they carry the milk "'for the common nourishment of the ant-hill colony. "'Let us look at the cows and the way of milking them. "'Don't expect, I warn you, herds like ours. "'One leaf serves them for pasturage.' Uncle Paul drew down to the children's level the top of a branch, and all looked at it attentively. Innumerable black velvety lice, immobile and so close together as to touch one another, cover the underside of the leaves and the still tender wood. With a sucker more delicate than a hair plunged into the bark, they fill themselves peacefully with the sap of the elder, without changing their position." At the end of their back they have two short and hollow hairs, two tubes from which, if you look attentively, you can see a little drop of sugary liquid escape from time to time. These black lice are called plant lice. They are the ants' cows. The two tubes are the udders, and the liquor which drips from their extremity is the milk. In the midst of the herd, on the herd even, when the cattle are too close together, the famished ants come and go from one louse to another, watching for the delicious little drop. 
The one who sees it runs, drinks, enjoys it, and seems to say on raising its little head, Oh, how good, oh, how good it is! Then it goes on its way looking for another mouthful of milk. But plant lice are stingy with their milk. They are not always disposed to let it run through their tubes. Then the ant, like a milkmaid ready to milk her cow, lavishes the most endearing caresses on the plant louse. With its antennae, that is to say, with its little delicate flexible horns, it gently pats the stomach and tickles the milk tubes. The ant nearly always succeeds. What cannot gentleness accomplish? The plant louse lets itself be conquered. A drop appears, which is immediately licked up. Oh, how good, how good! As the little paunch is not full, the ant goes to other plant lice, trying the same caresses. Uncle Paul let go the branch, which sprang back into its natural position. Milkmaids, cattle, and pasture were at once at the top of the elder bush. "'That is wonderful, Uncle!' cried Claire. "'Wonderful, my dear child. The elder is not the only bush that nourishes milk herds for the ants. Plant lice can be found on many other forms of vegetation. Those on the rose bush and cabbage are green. On the elder, bean, poppy, nettle, willow, poplar, black. On the oak and thistle, bronze color. On the oleander and nut, yellow. All have two tubes from which oozes the sugary liquor. All vie with one another in feasting the ants. Claire and her uncle went indoors. Emile and Jules, enraptured by what they had just seen, began to look for lice on other plants. In less than an hour they had found four different kinds, all receiving visits of no disinterested sort, from the ants. End of chapter 4 Read by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org, on Wednesday, June 19th, 2013, in San Diego, California.